There are so many decisions to make when you're pregnant. How do you decide what is right for you? Let's talk about that today. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Vossler, and I'm thrilled to spend some time chatting with you and bringing inspiration, encouragement, and joy to your day. I'm a mom of eight kids, and I believe that motherhood is the greatest calling in the world. It is holy kingdom work, and God has not only called us, but also equipped us for this valiant mission, raising and training the next generation of mighty men and women of God. Every week, I will encourage, inspire, and equip you to really rejoice in the glorious, God-given calling of motherhood. At the end of each episode, I'll answer your questions and share tips and lifesavers that I've learned and keep learning as I raise my tribe. So come on, let's get started. Hey, hey, I am back with more about birth. Surprise, surprise. You know this is one of my favorite topics, so I'm super excited about today. It's going to be very, very fun. We are going to talk about how do you make decisions for your birth and everything that follows from a kingdom perspective. This is going to be powerful. I just know it. Before we get into that, though, I want to be sure that you are subscribed to the Rejoicing in Motherhood podcast. If you're not, and this is your first or second or 10th time listening, would you just hit that subscribe button? And then I would absolutely be so thankful if you would go right over and leave a rating and a written review and share some of your favorite things about the podcast in that review. That helps other people be able to find it. And, you know, I really love reading them. Also, I just wanted to say thank you to those of you who have reached out to me after my last email. I've been really enjoying connecting with you and hearing from you what things you really enjoy, what things you want to see more of on the podcast in the future. And so if you are not signed up on my email list and you would like to be, you can do that very easily by going to kirstenvossler.com forward slash newsletter. And There's a link there you can sign right up and it will add you. And as a bonus, it will send you a little gift called five ways to increase your joy level today, because who doesn't need more joy in their life? (laughs) So avail yourself of that if you would like to, and I would love to be able to connect with you via email. Okay, so let's talk about these decisions. There are so many decisions to make. There are tests, there are supplements, there is food, there are life decisions, there is baby registry, there is just everything you can imagine gets questioned and tested when you are expecting a baby. This is true whether it's your first baby or your ninth baby, like I'm on. (laughs) There are just so many decisions to make. Now, how, how, how do we make these decisions from a kingdom perspective. The first thing we need to do is to eliminate fear. We must eliminate fear because fear is a blocker. Fear is a distraction. Fear actually has power if we give it power. 
We do not want to give fear any power. We want to be full of faith, full of truth, and full of life. And so the first thing to do to be able to make these decisions in a godly way is to eliminate fear. Now, how do we do that in an actual practical way? Number one, if you feel that sense of like, oh no, what if? Oh my goodness, I heard this story. Oh, but what about this? And what about that? If that kind of panicky feelings begins to come over you, you can know that is not from the Lord. And so we've got to silence that voice. We've got to silence that one and say, stop. You do not get to control my feelings. You do not get to control my mind. You go sit over here and I am going to talk to the Lord about this. Bringing everything back to Jesus is honestly the best way that I can tell you to make these decisions because there is so much fear out in the world. Honestly, I feel like the world runs basically on a currency of fear. It sells really well. It sells news. It sells tests. It sells medicine. It sells basically everything. It sells shoes. It sells backpacks. None of us want to be found lacking. And very often in any decision we have to make, we're going to get this sense of, but if I don't, I'm going to be lacking. And I think it's so important for us to really push that away and rebuke it and say, no, fear, you have no part in me. In Jesus' name, get out of here. I'm going to listen to Jesus. I'm going to check in with him and see what he has to say. So check in with Jesus. Get in the word. What does he have to say about you? Are you alone? Are you on your own? Are you never going to make a good decision? No. If you have the Lord, you are not alone. You are not on your own. And you have the full power that raised Jesus from the dead to assist you in making every decision that you have to make. This is true not only in birth. This is true in your entire life. So when you're brought up against a decision, whether it's a certain type of testing that your practitioner is suggesting, whether it's what kind of food am I going to eat today? Any of those things, if it's ever driven by fear of like, oh no, what if, what's going to happen? We're not going to make a decision based on that. We're going to push that fear away and we're going to talk to the Lord and we're going to get get right with him and understand our place with the Lord. So number one is just eliminate fear. Number two, this is just really practical. We need to educate ourselves. And how do we do that? It's probably not just reading the first thing that Google says you should read. It's probably going to be looking at many different sources. It's probably going to be checking with different people. Find people that think a little differently than you do about some of these things and talk to them and reason things through with them. When I think back to my experience in my first pregnancy and what I knew going into it compared to what I know now (laughs) that I've been exposed to so much more 
and been trying to learn so much more, I am amazed. I am a totally different person just from a knowledge perspective. I did my my very best 14 years ago when I first got pregnant with my first child. I did my very best and I did pretty well because thankfully I had some really wise advisors. I had my mom and my mother-in-law both who were so great at giving me good information. And then I had other friends who had been pregnant who I looked up to and admired and I could see that the things that they were doing were working well for them. And so I talked to them about it and I read a ton and I learned more from non-mainstream books about pregnancy than I did from the mainstream books about pregnancy. And that just brings me to another point. (laughs) I want to just also recommend that you be careful if you notice that whatever book you're reading or whatever website you're reading, if those things are kind of fear-mongering or they're just telling you, watch out for this, this bad thing could happen this week, those are kind of not helpful. In fact, very not helpful. And personally, I don't want that kind of garbage in my mind. I'm not going to read that stuff. It's so much more helpful to learn from a positive kingdom perspective the things that we need to know about our bodies, about how our babies are going to be born, about pregnancy, about food, about all of those things. It is so much better to hear it and to learn it from a good perspective as opposed to a negative perspective. So first, we're going to eliminate fear. Second, we're going to educate ourselves. And third, we're just going to take time to listen to the Lord because he is the great physician. (laughs) He is also the one who brings our children from our womb. He carries them in his arms. He cares about mothers. He gently leads those who are with young. So we want to hang out with him. We just want to be with him and rest with him and fill our souls with him. We talked about this a lot in the last episode. So if you haven't heard that one and you're preparing for making all these decisions as a mom, I would so I would highly recommend just go back and listen to episode 72. It's all about preparing your spirit, your soul, and your body for giving birth and for going into motherhood. You know, it's really exciting to me that we can actually make decisions from a kingdom perspective. We really can. And I think sometimes we just have to decide, you know what? I'm going to think about this from a kingdom perspective. What about this test? Do I need this test? And sometimes our practitioners might say, well, everybody does this, but that doesn't mean you have to. You have the ability to choose what you need and what you want to do. And there are some things that I just say, you know what? I'm not interested in that. No, thank you. And there are some things that I say, yeah, I would like to find out more about that. Let's do it. And that decision can change from pregnancy to pregnancy. I have never done anything exactly the same in every single pregnancy. You are free (laughs) to change your mind. You are free to do things differently the next time. You are free to talk to the Lord and get his heart for you. Hey, it's question time. Okay, we're back to question time. Isn't this fun? We haven't done question time in forever. But I've got some great 
baby questions. So let's answer them. This one is from a dear mama who said, I am not used to being around babies and I have a newborn and this baby is so loud. I don't know what to do. What am I going to do with this baby? My friend, I understand. You know, newborns can be really loud and really fussy sometimes. I just want to give you some encouragement that this season is not forever. You are going to make it. You're going to get through this. Your baby is not going to always cry. Okay, so there are some practical ways that I can answer this question. And then there are some kind of emotional ways. So let's talk about the emotional stuff first. So for your own self, I understand. I have had some very fussy, upset babies. I've had some babies who were just peaceful and chill and didn't cry very much at all. And I've had babies who really had some stuff going on and who were very, very sad for the first few weeks or months. And it's hard. I understand it is very, very hard. For myself, I found that when I could just kind of accept, okay, this is happening. They're really noisy. They're really crying. What am I going to do? When I was able to just kind of accept that that was going on and kind of relax my own self internally and recognize, okay, this isn't going to last forever. It's going to be okay. And I would calm my own self down. That actually was more helpful in calming my baby down than almost anything else I could do. Because like we've talked about before, all of us are spirit, soul, and body. Even your tiny newborn baby is spirit, soul, and body. And their body is just one part of them. And so they are picking up on our spiritual stuff. They're picking up on our soul stuff, our mind, will, and our emotional stuff. So when we can calm our own emotions, when we can calm our own spirits, it does affect them. It does help them. It's it's very hard to do when you're in the midst of being probably overwhelmed. You're in the midst of wondering if something is wrong or what's going on. But if you can quiet your heart before the Lord and just receive his grace, which we've talked about before, and go find the grace episode. (laughs) I think it might be episode three. I will link it in the show notes. But there is so much power in the grace of God and his grace is so available for us in those difficult times. All we have to do is accept it. We just accept his grace and he will give it to us. And then we can respond to our babies in a way that's going to nurture them, that's going to help them. And we're going to have enough peace that we can actually think through and figure out some of the physical stuff that might be going on. So that said, let's talk about some super practical things. Babies love to be cuddled. They love to be kind of cozy, swaddled up. I don't swaddle my babies to sleep. That's just my own personal preference. But I do, if they're fussy, I do wrap them up nice and snug in a blanket. I will hold them and walk with them and kind of, you know, move up and down, bounce them a bit. And shushing sounds are like their little haven. Because think about 
the womb. Inside the womb is actually very noisy and very swishy and shushy sounding because we've got like our heartbeat, we've got all these sounds in the womb. And then when they come out and they're in completely different sounds and completely different environment, we we can kind of try to sort of recreate almost a womb-like experience with some coziness with some shushing sounds, um, even sometimes taking that fussy baby into just a dark, quiet room with a sound machine that's going or with you just making shushing sounds with your mouth, that can actually really calm them down. Another thing that's so helpful is that they, babies suck to soothe themselves. And so whether you are breastfeeding them or giving them a bottle or giving them a pacifier, Those things can be so helpful for calming them down. And breastfeeding doesn't only have to be for food. It's also very effective and very wonderful for comforting. It doesn't only have to be when they're hungry. If they're sad, it is absolutely perfectly fine and very good for them to breastfeed. So sometimes changing their environment up a little bit, moving into a quiet room or taking them for a walk outside, getting them a little bit of vitamin D from the sunshine can be really, really wonderful and help them a lot. You can talk to your practitioner if you have questions about them possibly having a tongue tie or a lip tie that may be affecting their feeding. I've had several babies that had tongue ties that were pretty severe and needed to be taken care of and needed to be fixed. And when they were, everything changed. And it was just a drastic difference between a baby who was very upset a lot and then a baby who could finally relax when he was nursing and be able to fall asleep when he was nursing, which he hadn't been able to do the first month of his life. And so sometimes there are physical things that just need to be adjusted, need to be changed. I love taking my babies to the chiropractor. Chiropractor are so wonderful for newborns because you realize that they're coming through such a small area and they're kinked up and twisted up inside the womb. It's so wonderful to find a chiropractor who feels confident in adjusting little babies and their adjustments are so, so tiny. It's very gentle. It's very beautiful and very often will just help these sweet little bodies to just relax and to have everything in better alignment, and then everything works better. Digestion works better. (laughs) All the things work better. And speaking of digestion, a good friend of mine just made a little quip one time about how the first month, babies are just figuring out how to digest food. And you know what? That is actually very true. So if you feel like your baby is pretty fussy the first month month, month or six weeks, it's very likely that they're just kind of getting used to digesting food because you know that they don't digest food in the womb. They're getting all of their nutrients, all of their energy straight from the placenta. So they don't have to do any digesting, lucky babies. (laughs) Anyway, my dear, I hope that this was a helpful answer to your question. Just remember, you are spirit, soul, and body. Your baby is spirit, soul, and body. And we can connect with them on all of those levels. I bless you today with grace, the grace that is the desire and the power to do God's will, the grace 
is the power that raised Jesus from the dead, and it is available to us. So I bless you with the grace of God today in Jesus' name. And I will talk to you again next week. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of Rejoicing in Motherhood. You will find show notes and more encouragement on this topic at kirstenvossler.com. Have a wonderful week. And remember, everything in this life is holy kingdom work. You are doing it, friend. You make the very heart of God rejoice. Keep going. I love you lots, and I'll talk to you again very soon. Thank you.